Good morning, everybody. I wanted to give you all, ask you a question. So one of the things that you guys who've been around the focus world for a long time know is that first hierarchy of brain development. And one of the things that, or if you've taken any of the seminars, you, you really know this. Um, one of the things that we teach in focus is really as chiropractors, we have this amazing ability or gift to be able to ask and answer the two main questions. We just need to know a little bit more about brain development to do it and deflective disorders. But the two main questions that we really should be asking about every person, not just kids, not just kids with neurodevelopmental disorders or some sort of challenge in the way that they engage and process and learn from their world and connect with their world, but really all people. We really need to be asking the two big questions for everybody on our consultation and through our very directed exam process, and that is, one, how is this individual um, engaging with their world? What tools are they using to process their world, and what does that tell us about where they are on this developmental trajectory, right? So where are they in that trajectory of brain development? What tools, what are their primary tools they're using to process the world? That gives us a window into their brain. That also helps us understand where they are kind of moving or how they are deflecting or dropping down in that trajectory when they are stressed, meaning how does stress or adaptation to stress, increased stress, um, how does that impact this individual? And we can tell that by uh, a lot of different things, but one of the big clues is how, what is this person doing? What are they doing to engage in their environment? The other big question is, are there clinical indicators of, of change or stress or alteration in the way that the brain is receiving input about the outside world or outside the brain? So is there alteration in the way that the brain is being fed information, which can then, of course, alter the way the brain is moving through that trajectory of development, which can alter the tools we use to process our world, which alters our behavior. So we're kind of working backwards and saying, what is, what is the behavior we're seeing? What does that tell us about the brain? What does that tell us about the developmental trajectory this person has taken or where they are on that trajectory? What has the, their journey been in brain development? And are there indicators of anything impacting that? This is how we start to make the case for chiropractic and for your services and start to make the case for like, do we need to add anything else in? Do we need to get a neurooptometrist, an OT, primitive reflex, Muscatova method? Do we need to start doing primitive reflexes, nutrition, gross motor, vestibular work, eye movement? Do we need to do that stuff in our own practice with them if you do that stuff? You know, this is how we start. We don't just say, oh, we've got an eye tracking issue or a convergence issue with the eyes or we have a, an unintegrated primitive reflex, we better do that. We have to first make the case. We have to first make the case from a subluxation point of view because we're looking at the way the brain is receiving and sending information. And if we know that the brain has to receive and send information in order to develop these tools in order to move through this trajectory of development, we better know how to make that 30,000 foot view case, have a really specific case history, do a very targeted exam based on all of this by finding the simplicity and the complexity and putting it together and make the case for what we do, be able to know how to care plan from there, be able to know how to ask and answer the tough questions clinically and communicate them. Whew. So my, which is really not that hard when we start to really just look at it from a what does the science tell us and how do we put these pieces together standpoint. So my question for you this morning is, what do you do when you are stressed? 
What is your behavior when you are stressed? When there is more stress, you're not adapting or you are adapting to the stress. You are reducing the complexity of your world and you are your behavior is changing. We all do this. We all move up and down these hierarchies um, based on the amount of stress, the demands being put on us from all of this sensory, from the, the world, which is multi-sensory, right? And we all have a different ability to handle that, be resilient to that, and adapt to that at different times based on our inflammation, based on our epigenetics, based on our subluxated state, based on all of that stuff. And so based on how much stress there is. And so I ask you, what do you do? To start to unravel this, to start to have some self-discovery in this, what do you do when you're stressed? What I do one huge window into my brain being stressed is I start to get hyperactive. <laughs> Some of you who know me or have just been watching my videos maybe could have guessed that. I tend more towards uh, movement touch. When I am adapting to stress, when the demand of life is here and I am un I am trying to reduce the complexity of my world, not consciously, um, sometimes consciously, but mostly not consciously, I start to drop down more into the movement touch world. So that's what I do. So it's in, in my behavior, the way in which I'm engaging with my world, which therefore is my behavior that you can observe, is giving you a window in, and me a window into where I am, how I'm what tools I'm using to process my world. Jo Dr. Joanne here is saying she cleans and organizes. She goes, oh, this world is too much. I need to create predictability. I need to reduce the complexity of my world to create predictability and control. That's what I need to do. And in order to do that, I can. it allows me to be in a more whole brain state, to process the world and the, the other sensory input and the demands of the world in a more efficient, less brainstem way, <laughs> right? In our office, we have a joke that we say, so like if Dr. Joanne was in our office and she started to get like hyper-focused on cleaning and organ organizing, we would say, hey doc, your brainstem is showing, <laughs> which would mean, uh, hey, we see that you're stressed. Um, that's not a bad thing that you need to clean and organize. It's just we don't want you to park there. We don't want you to have to park there. And that, the, and if you were parking there, if you were living your life in this very, very routinized, I need things to be hyper organized all the time and I'm unable to operate outside of that, we would say, hey, you're having something that is more of a deflection, which is changing and altering and impacting the way that you're actually processing and engaging your world. Therefore, it's impacting your life. It's impacting your ability to efficiently have a great experience in life. That's a problem. So my question for you all, which is going to help you have some self-discovery is, and you can post it on this thread or on the other one, my question is, what do you do when you're stressed? What is it? What is your deflection? What is that window into your brain that you are having? You've moved down the hierarchy and you are having an expression of stress. Then, let us remember, we have to then apply this to our kids, to the kids in our practice, and understand that the um, hyperverbal, the stimming, the repeating scripts, the hyperactivity, the impulsive behavior, the aggression, the completely shutting down, these are... These are windows into how is this child or adult processing their world? Are they doing it in the most efficient way? Is it just a 
momentary thing because they're not able to adapt to the stress now or is it a long-term thing are they parked there that is a problem if they are parked there um, this is a really important tool especially moving into this season of navigating a lot of uncertainty and a lot of stress moving back into school and the changes in school and half are homeschooled half are virtual we're doing this mix there's a it's all going to change we're going to have one thing and then in a week it's going to be another thing and so we know that we have to give parents the tools to be able to say how do i know if my child is thriving if they're struggling a little bit but it's okay because we expect that and let's support them and we need to give them the tools for how to support them and uh, there comes chiropractic and a lot of other things um, but we also need to give them the tools and we need to have the tools for or are we creating a deflection that may be impacting the long-term trajectory of their life because of the stressors that are happening these are really important concepts and really really important tools that we being the nervous system doctors, the doctors of the nervous system, the doctors of, hey, how is the brain and, and, and nervous system engaging with and interacting with the world? That's us. That's what we do. We should be leading the way on this front right now for the families in our community, and we can. That's the great thing. We just need to know a little bit more about brain development. We need to know a little bit more about what the behaviors tell us and how to take a really targeted case history and exam based on brain development to make the case for chiropractic, and we're golden. We have a lot to offer. Ask Dr. Joanne. She's doing it in her office right now. So take that. Tell me how, what is your window? What is your behavior? What's the window into your brain that you are not able to meet the demands of the stress in your world. Mine is I get hyperactive. When I start to get hyperactive, my husband, my team says, go for a walk, go to yoga, go for a run, do something that's going to feed your brain, that's going to help you have a little bit more control and be able to move through your life a little more, more efficiently. And obviously, the first thing I do is get adjusted.